Let's talk about getting second chances at parenting. Yeah, the Building Better Humans Project podcast. Welcome. Be motivated and be inspired. Let's go. Hey team, Glenn Azar here. Welcome you back to the Building Better Humans Project podcast. Now, all of you that listen to this show for any period of time would know that I am massive in the youth development space. I have a passion, absolute passion for personal development, of course. I have a massive passion for adventure, but my truest passion of all is youth development and using fitness mindset and adventure to help young people to become stronger, more resilient versions of themselves. Now, interestingly... I post a little bit on LinkedIn and I generally don't post about business stuff per se. I post about youth development and it gets a decent amount of engagement here and there. But occasionally I'll get someone that'll say, you message me about, you know, is this really the platform? Maybe Facebook more. But here's the thing. If you're a parent out there in your career, in your business, if you own a business, in your job, let's be really honest. When things are going well for you as a parent, when you're having good relationships and connections with your young people, with the teenagers, for example, in your life, then are you not a better performer at work? Of course you are. So when I look at platforms like LinkedIn, I think we need to get outside of the this is just about work and we need to get our heads out of the work-life balance like they're two separate things and then one's up, the other one's down and so on and we try and even them out which literally never happens. Life is life and if we can help you in your professional life, that helps in your personal life. If we can help you in your personal life, it helps in your professional life. But that brings me to what I wanted to talk about today and that is this whole concept of having second grabs at parenting. Now, it's easy to look at me and follow my social media, et cetera, and seeing, particularly with my daughter, who's climbed Mount Everest twice, uh, and then with my son, who's autistic and intellectually impaired, and and the interactions that I have with him, which are really cool. And then even with Sammy, my youngest daughter, who you'll see a little bit of here and there through my social, who I'm hugely proud of. And my oldest daughter does not do social and will not let me put her on social, which is fair enough. But when you look at that stuff, it's very easy for people to say, you are an amazing dad. Now, the truth is, I'm like every other dad. I've made mistakes. I've done things I'm not proud of. I've made decisions or taken actions that at the time I thought were the right decisions or actions, but I look back all these years later and I wished I'd done something different. And I'm challenged by this all the time because I know when I was in the military, Even though I talked about my family being the most important thing, the truth is the army was the most important thing. I was literally married to that job. Now, we deal in life and death, so it's easy to justify why you have to be so all in on that job. But by the same token, my family is for life. And the interactions I had back then and the things I was doing back then that maybe put them second or third on my list of priorities, that affects me now. I look back now and wished I'd done those things differently. When I go to other people's places, friends of mine, and I see their mums and dads, and I see the home and the, and the comfort and the lifestyle and the family and the connection, all of that stuff that they have, and they've sacrificed a lot for that stuff, but then I can beat myself up and go, well, why didn't I do more of that for my kids? Why didn't I sacrifice more so that I could spend more time with them? But this is the thing. And if anyone's beating yourself up or is currently beating yourself up, you've got to know and you've got to believe, and I truly believe this about myself, that at the time, 
I was doing the absolute best that I could as a parent. And whilst I can look back in hindsight and say, Jesus, a lot of things I wished I did differently or I wished I did better, I can't change those things. So beating myself up does nothing. It doesn't help me. It doesn't help them. It doesn't change how either of us feel. Now, I've been challenged by that for some time, and I've been really focusing on, and I feel like I still have a pretty good connection with the kids, don't get me wrong, but I've been really focusing on saying to my children, and I'm going to say young people, but even the older ones, saying, hey, I got some things wrong when you were younger, and I'm not proud of myself, but know this, I was always giving the best, my intention was always good, even when I got it wrong. So they need to know that they're loved, they need to know that that I care, and I've got to stop getting myself into that beat yourself up mode. And I, and I think I've largely done that. And, I, and there are occasionally moments I go through of disappointment when I think about a thing. But for the most part, I go, hey, I did the best that I can. And then I was flicking through just podcasts that you might like. And I found a Dr. Phil podcast with that are all like two minutes. And he does a whole little segment on this. And I thought... As a way of signing off today, I'll share that with you so you can listen to someone slightly more educated and more professional than me talking about this reconnection with your young people, and I'll explain why at the other end of this. It's time for a double dose of Dr. Phil. It's Ask Dr. Phil. Do you ever wish that you had a second chance on parenting your children? Well, it's never too late. I don't care if they're 10, 18, or even if they're adults. As a parent, you have the ability to influence, if not direct. Now, sometimes this means looking them in the eye and saying, hey, I have not done this right. In the past, I do need a do-over. You need a do-over. Let's be honest with each other that this just isn't working. Identify what hasn't worked, make some new rules, and inspire these kids to be partners with you in creating the life for them that they want. For more on reparenting, log on to DrPhil.com. I'm Dr. Phil. So the reason I share that with you is I had a conversation with a good friend of mine, a man that's been on adventures with me, a man that I believe has done the best by his children, uh, has been quite successful. And we had a good conversation yesterday. And he won't mind me saying this because I won't mention names, but he was really upset about his lack of ability to connect with his youngest child, who was an adult, but an early adult, so early 20s. And it kind of broke my heart to listen to this man, a touch older than me, not much, so say same age, similar age, to listen to him cry because of how bad he felt. And he kept saying that I was a failure as a dad, but he wasn't because the truth is that, yes, they went through a divorce and, yes, that stuff's hard and I can put my hand up and say, having been through that stuff, I wish it hadn't happened and I wished I'd some, done something different or better, etc. But the truth is it happened. It happens to a lot of people and you can look back and, and, and ask why it happened and you can look at ways that you could have done things differently. But again, I know that this guy did the best that he could at the time with the knowledge and experience that he had. And I just said to him, you've got to keep trying to reconnect, but you've got to slow the pace. So don't message too often. Don't push too often. Maybe just give some space until he's ready to come back to you and just reach out every now and then. If you overstep the mark, it feels too pushy, they're going to push you away. And that's kind of, I don't know, it kind of got me thinking about this because I thought, hey, I've been through this as well. 
particularly with my older daughters, where I've felt really bad about some of the things that they experienced growing up. And we've talked about it, and we've talked openly about it. But before I could do that, I had to process it myself. I had to understand that I, at no stage was there anything vindictive, was there anything malicious, was I doing things on purpose? And the truth is I didn't do too much hectically bad. I'm not saying that. But I definitely made decisions when I look back that I feel disrespected their mother in some ways, um, you know, not directly but indirectly, and, and I think that's not a good thing for my children to have seen or experienced. There were things that maybe they could view as having disrespected women, uh, which I hate because that's not what I'm about. And there were definitely things where I disrespected myself or that relationship I have with them. And, you know, when you teach your young people that your values are, are malleable, you can push against your own values or you can go outside your own values with no consequence, that's not cool. So I want to let them know that there's consequence. And at the end of the day, I guess my message to any of you as parents, if you're a young parent, I urge you to really be conscious with the way you parent. I was young. I was 23. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have good role models in the parenting space because I'd moved out of home so young. I just didn't have all of that. And I didn't have someone that I could call. And so that's not to make excuses. It's not to give reasons. That's just to say I had to acknowledge that, that I didn't have the tools to be a great parent. But was I being the best parent I could be? Absolutely. With what I knew, with what I had, I was absolutely being the best parent. If I did anything, at times I probably over-parented, as in I gave them too much. I was trying to be their best friend all the time. I probably didn't fully discipline or lead them in the times that they needed that leadership. I'll 100% own that. And while they're young and they're your friends, you think you're doing the right thing by them. But if they become adults who don't have the ability to cope with the world, that's when you've actually created a problem. But you don't know that until they become adults. So I want to encourage parents who've got young children to be super conscious of your relationship with their mother or father, with the way that you interact with them, with definitely being a safe space for them to land, but also with leading them and being a strong role model. I want you to focus on that. If you're a parent with older children, say teens or even a little bit older, I want you to look at opportunities to reconnect, but don't be pushy because now they're at a stage of life where they get a lot of say. They're young adults or they are adults. And so they have the ability at 14 even through to that sort of 21, 22, 25 to push back and go, no, I don't want that. This is how this relationship's going to go. You no longer have full control. And when you recognize that and you accept that and you say, I'm going to make this my intention to be the best parent I can be and to reconnect with you in some way, shape or form, I'm going to commit to that. But I understand a level of that has to be on your terms okay I'm willing to do that that's how we reconnect as parents let me tell you what doesn't work and you probably already know this beating yourself up constantly apologizing constantly reaching out when they're not responding because they don't want it just yet and then beating yourself up beating yourself up beating yourself up it's not going to work it's never worked so you've got to start to change the way you do things you weren't a bad parent you just didn't have the knowledge that you have now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Building Better Humans podcast with your host, Glenn Azar. For feedback, to stay up to date, or go back and find an old episode, head over to 180.net.au. Yeah.
the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. Let's go.